0: Hello everyone, this is Victor Jackson. Welcome to the Bible-Centered Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Bible-Centered with Victor Jackson. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us on this journey in Matthew. And God has uh, revealed some incredible things. And uh, thank you for the feedback. I, I, I have questions on each episode on Spotify uh, that you can answer and that you can ask uh, so we can have some interaction. For those of you that want to subscribe, uh, I'll be sending out an email to you um, this coming week, um, and I'm just excited about everything that God is doing. It's a Friday and so we are going to uh explore the gospel of Matthew chapter 5 but as a as a wrap up uh to this week I really just want to explore uh verses 1 and 2. Next week we're going to start into the entire chapter on Monday but I know you you are uh, winding down from work. It's a Friday. You're ready for your weekend. And uh, and I, I know that there are some depths that we go to uh, that can take a while to process. But I want to spend time because we're, we're entering into a shift into Matthew's gospel in Matthew 5. And I want to explore verses 1 and 2 and next week. Uh, Monday, we'll deal with the entirety of the chapter. But we I don't want to rush through what Matthew is doing here. I, I want to uh, take a pause in verse 1 and 2 and show uh, exactly uh, what he's trying to communicate uh, here in verses One and two, because this is the launching pad into uh, everything that he's trying to communicate about Jesus. Remember, he is presenting Jesus as the new Moses that leads the people of God not out of uh, the slavery of Egypt, but out of the slavery of sin. And He's come to do that for the entire world, but he's speaking to the Jews, and he is uh, trying to elude into the Jewish mindset that Jesus is greater than Moses. And so, let's go to verse one and two, and this is where we'll we'll we will start and stop. Because I've got a little bit of explaining to do here. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. This is a perfect wrap up on a Friday. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain. And when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Um. He gets into the first discourse of Jesus, and remember, he, he throughout the entirety of Matthew, he does five discourses, which is to put into the Jewish mindset um, the five books that God inspired Moses to write: the Pentateuch, uh, the Torah. And remember, yesterday when I spoke of him in the wilderness, he is quoting from the Torah from Deuteronomy 6 and Deuteronomy 8 showing that he wins the battle in the wilderness that the Israelites lost. But Matthew is very particular to put these mountaintop experiences into uh, the ministry of Jesus Christ, wanting to highlight it because, remember, Moses receives the law of God on the mountain. And now Matthew is showing Jesus going into the mountain. But as I reiterate, the multitudes, the disorganized crowd, they didn't go to the mountain, but his disciples did. And we talked about how the disciple is, is disciplined and takes on the teachings of his leader, of his teacher and and demonstrates that and walks that out. And so what Matthew is about to present with Jesus is that he gives in a sense a new law, a more uh a deeper law, a law that is not just focused on the behaviors and the actions, but laws that are focused on the motive. And and you're going to see this when we talk about the beatitudes. And the poor in spirit, and they that mourn, and those the meek, and uh, the merciful, and the pure in heart. Uh, That Jesus is dealing more with just proper behaviors, but he's going to be speaking of proper intentions. And he is introducing a a, a new way of covenant living, Uh, a, a new, the ethics of those that are influenced by the kingdom. And when he sees the crowds, he went up to the mountain. And when he sat down, KJV says, when he set himself, when he was set, his disciples came to him. And there's a lesson here that I want to introduce about the mount because we're getting into the sermon on the mount is that when Jesus goes up to the mountain, no one comes to him. But when he sets himself on the mountain, the disciples came to him. There is a principle here. When you go up the mountain, they'll listen to you. I'll rephrase When you go up the mountain, they'll look at you. But when you stay on the mountain, they'll listen to you. You see, when he went up to the mountain, they looked. But when he set himself on the mountain, they listened. What is the principle here? The principle here is that there's only so much a teacher can do just by visiting high places, it's when the person sets themselves into that place that they can have influence. Uh, This speaks of longevity. This speaks of stability. Uh, Thankfully, Jesus wasn't a flash in the pan. He wasn't a shooting star. He was literally setting himself. And the challenge for us is that when god brings us into the depths and into the heights that it's not enough just to visit there we have to have a discipline to actually remain there and it's in the remaining there that the influence will grow and and sometimes there are shooting stars in the world and in ministry that they, they come and go and they're up and down and it's tough to follow them. We'll look and we will be inspired and say, wow, that's amazing. But when someone actually sets themselves in their gifting, sets themselves in their calling and sets themselves in an arena of influence, all of a sudden the disciples will come and listen because you have shown what it means to be stable we see this with Ezekiel and the Valley of Dry Bones. It wasn't enough for him to just see the dry bones. The Bible says that he had to sit down in it. Every effective ministry has to sit down. It can't be just mobile. It can't be moving around from one spirit sphere to the next, but there has to be a a stability. And the posture of the rabbis would be to sit down and teach. But when Jesus went up to this mountain, the multitudes couldn't follow. It was a higher level, but the disciples did. But they came when he set himself, when there was some stability. And whenever he set himself, it gave him the opportunity to speak. You see, some people try to speak before they set themselves. Oh, I hope you're getting what I'm saying. Uh, so some people try to speak before they set themselves, and they speak too early, and they're not stable, and they actually cause damage because uh, they don't believe that anymore, or they don't Want to live like that anymore, and and they were just speaking in their youth or what have you, and that's dangerous. You have to get a, a grittiness to to set yourself and and remain in a space and remain in a place in order to, for there to be influence, and then uh, the fruit of stability. You open your mouth and what do you speak you you exude who you are you 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 release what you are and that's what jesus does he opens his mouth and he teaches and there is something powerful about longevity there is something powerful about doing uh something consistently day after day year after year decade after decade that, that we, too many uh, uh, aborted processes where people give up in the process, anything that you commit to, there's going to be some type of pain. And if you give up in the pain, if you give up in the, on, on the journey, if you give up in that process, it's like you're going to be starting over all the time. And so when you're starting over all the time, it's like you can't be trusted because you're always in some type of transition. But for those that know how to set themselves, those are the ones that gain influence. Those are the ones uh, that are able to make kingdom impact when you actually commit to something for the long haul. He set himself. So when you go up the mountain, they'll look at you. But when you stay on the mountain, they'll listen to you. And I'll never forget when God taught me this principle about going up to the mountain and how people, when they go up the mountain, they try to take vengeance on those. They try to discourage them from the journey of the mountain. And so they spend all their time on top of this mountain telling people, you were wrong. See, look at me, look at me, look at me. And God said, and that's the moment that they go back down the mountain. Because they use their mountaintop experience for vengeance, for to be vengeful instead of ministering to people. And so they peak early and they have to go back down. And what God had to teach me was that the same humility it takes. To to go up the mountain is the same humility it takes to stay on the mountain. These mountaintop experiences, I when 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 you set yourself on the mountain, you you are it, it takes an incredible humility because if with that type of power, uh, you can do damage if you don't walk in love. Power is only safe in the hands of love. I've told people that power does not corrupt people. Power reveals people. Those rough edges that you had in the shadows, they weren't noticeable. Those rough edges that you had in the valley, they weren't noticeable. But when you go to the mountain, those rough edges are dangerous. So what God does is he molds your character on the journey up the mountain. So you can handle staying there and being stable he opened his mouth and taught and this is matthew is alluding to moses here the concept of being on the mountain and teaching and next week we're going to get into the beatitudes and it's it's going to be um Deep. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be something beautiful as is, is he talks about the the blessed. And and we're we're gonna talk about how he introduces the kingdom of heaven. Because in verse three he says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I want you to watch this when we talk about this next week, because he says that theirs is the kingdom of heaven in present tense. But when he he mentions the rest of the Beatitudes, it says that they shall be comforted. They shall inherit the earth. They shall be filled, all of its future tense. But with the kingdom, he speaks in a present tense. And keep your eye on that. We're going to be discussing that next week the attributes of the kingdom and how the kingdom was not designed to be abstract in the mind uh, but actually lived out in life. That, That he wants the kingdom to affect how you carry yourself in community. He wants the kingdom to affect how you treat your coworker, how you treat your parents, how you treat your children, how you treat your spouse how you treat people. The kingdom was never designed to be this abstract element on where, okay, I got the God box, the kingdom box, and then I have my life box, and I never allow the boxes to touch. God wants to literally penetrate that box with his principles and his, his kingdom and his love and his righteousness, where it affects everything that you do. That's how That you you are the manifestation of the kingdom to your community, and we this is a depth. You know this is forty five verses, the forty eight verses that we're going to go through starting on Monday, and I didn't want you to end your Friday on that note, but I did want to just give you a little precursor. To what's coming, he teaches to the disciples, and what's what's powerful about this from Matthew 5, 6, and 7. He preaches this long discourse, and when he preaches this long discourse, it finally ends in Matthew 8, verse 1 when it says and when he come down from the mountain great multitudes followed him you see what what's powerful is is that Jesus knew how to thrive in both worlds he went up to the mountain and he gave teaching to the disciples but then when he came down the multitudes followed him he was always visiting the mountains and the valleys he was always visiting the mountains and the plain in the plains and so just because he was he was unreachable At some points, he made sure he he was more hands-on at other points. He thrived in both levels. He knew when to come apart and he knew when to go in the middle. He knew when to set himself apart. He knew when to put himself in the midst. This was Jesus was such a profound leader. He he's the greatest philosopher, the greatest teacher. The greatest king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He just does things well. And and Matthew is presenting the superiority of Jesus to Moses. That his laws carry uh, such a great weight comparable to Moses. But Moses dealt with behaviors Jesus is dealing with the heart. And he even says it later that out of the heart precedes evil thoughts and precedes these evil behaviors. So Jesus is going beyond just you not killing your brother or killing somebody. He's going to your anger issue that stems from your heart. And Matthew is putting this in the Jews' mind on the superiority and the preeminence of Christ, and how when you fall, when you come into relationship with Jesus Christ, how it affects the community. Uh, uh, the gospel was designed to affect the community, the evangelion, the military term, the gospel was designed to affect the community to deliver the captives, to set people free by the power of God. And so he is showing how to live out the kingdom. And this this isn't going to be coming from self. This isn't going to be coming from a motivational willpower. This isn't going to be coming from this incredible uh, uh, mental shift. This is coming from a kingdom influence. And he would say later that uh, people are going to say the kingdom's here, the kingdom's there. And he said, no, the kingdom is within you. And, and so he is going to show how the kingdom is progressively growing, where you will see kingdom traits and that when you, when you do good works, you're going to glorify your father, which is in heaven. Everything is influenced by him and his presence and his kingdom. I'm excited to get into this with you. I want you to enjoy your weekend, enjoy your Saturday and Sunday, um, get some rest. I'm excited to talk with you again this coming Monday, Monday through Friday. We'll do this again, but I just wanted to give a brief review and, and a brief precursor to what we're going to be getting into next week. And I have just loved walking through the word of God with you. And I thank you for your hunger. I, I thank you for, um, just your passion, and and to the thousands of people that have been tuning in, listening. Um, thank you. Uh, we're 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 we are doing this together. We are walking through the Word of God together, and you you have developed the habit. You've gone through Matthew one through four. Matthew five verses one and two. I am so excited to pick up where uh, we we left off on Monday, where we talk about the poor in spirit. Uh, just even be looking at that and researching that because I'm going to be delving into that concept. And and it, and it's going to be uh, something incredibly deep. The word of God is so profound. It's a privilege. To expound it, Uh, I am exegeting the text. I am bringing out of the text what's already there, and what Matthew is trying to communicate. Beautiful, kingdom principles, kingdom lifestyles, living it out, and it's something for you and I to take on, and that they would live out in the in the Book of Acts and uh, throughout. Uh, the New Testament churches, the challenge would be to live out some of these things that are mentioned in Matthew chapter five. And so get some rest, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for joining. And if you have any questions, send it to me. You can contact me on Instagram, Victor M. Jackson, Facebook, Victor M. Jackson, Twitter, Victor M. Jackson, or if you're in Orlando area, Bible Center of Orlando, Centro Biblico de Orlando uh, service at Colonial High School every Sunday if if um, you're on vacation in Orlando or if you don't have a church and you live in Orlando come and see us as we continue to break down the Word of God love and appreciate y'all uh, have a great weekend thank you so much for listening uh, for more information you can follow my social media page Victor M Jackson. Or you could come visit us in Orlando, Florida at Bible Center of Orlando. Thank you for joining us. God bless.